0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: It's Monday, which means it's another big week on the recruiting trail for Dan Lanning and the Ducks. We're talking plenty of Oregon recruiting on today's episode, the Ducks Dish podcast. And we're back like we never left. Oregon fans, what's going on? How we living? Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Ducks Dish podcast. I'm your host, Max Torres, publisher and lead editor of Ducks Digest, covering the Oregon Ducks over on Fan Nation, part of the Sports Illustrated Network. It is Monday, January 22nd, 2024, and you are tuned in to another episode of the Oregon Recruiting Hour, another edition. I should say we've got plenty of duck talk for you today on a Monday. Make sure you like, follow, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you are tuned in, whether that's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or even on YouTube at Oregon Football Max Taurus. Five-star reviews or any kind of reviews are always appreciated over on the podcasting platforms. And uh, you can let me know what you're thinking about Oregon football and Oregon football recruiting down in the comments below. So starting off today's episode, let's talk about one of the biggest names in the transfer portal right now. That is Washington cornerback Jabbar Muhammad. He has really emerged as Oregon's top priority when it comes to looking at their options in the transfer portal. And I want to talk about him because he is slated to visit Oregon this week, maybe this weekend, but that is the latest that I'm hearing. Uh, Muhammad told me that he is uh, supposed to visit Oregon this coming weekend, Uh, but I wouldn't really be surprised if that visit got moved up to perhaps earlier in the week. Seeing that these transfer portal recruitments do move so, so fast and Muhammad is closing in on a decision, right? He has already taken a pair of visits since entering the transfer portal. The first one was back in his home state of Texas, made the short trip over to Austin to check out Steve Sarkeesian and the Texas Longhorns, who did indeed go to the the college football playoff this past year before losing to Washington. They definitely need some help in that secondary, and Texas has a lot of ammunition in this recruitment. Uh, For those that don't know, Jabbar Muhammad is a Texas native. He played at DeSoto High School just outside of the Dallas area, so they have the location, the proximity to home on their side. They have uh, Malik Muhammad, one of his cousins, is on the team, and they definitely have a need, I think, if he were to go To Texas, he would instantly be the best player in that secondary. And then how about Alabama? New Alabama head coach, Kalen DeBoer, and the Crimson Tide were able to get him on campus for a visit this past weekend. And I think Alabama is going to be an interesting school to watch now with Kalen DeBoer at the helm. And I say interesting for a couple of reasons. The first one being Kalen DeBoer is following in the footsteps of the greatest coach the sport has ever seen that obviously being Nick Saban. So how does he leverage the Alabama brand and how does Alabama change under his direction? Because Alabama is Alabama is Alabama, but at the same time, Alabama was what they were because of Nick Saban. He is such a huge part of that history. How, how does the Boer Kind of manage those conversations with recruits, with their parents, and with guys in the transfer portal saying, Hey, that was amazing what Nick Saban did, but here's what I'm going to do. Here are the steps that we're going to take to ensure that we're not taking a step back or taking our foot off the gas here in 2024. And DeBoer did bring over a, a lot of his pieces from the University of Washington staff with him um, and I think a big part of that is is Courtney Morgan he's a big piece of the the recruiting staff I should say uh, over uh, now in Tuscaloosa so I think that's a super significant addition someone who you know did a good job building that Washington roster now Washington wasn't known as a recruiting power by any means but Courtney Morgan is a guy who gets it. He knows how to build a good football team. So having him over in Tuscaloosa is going to be big. And then we also know that the Crimson Tide hired Ryan Grubb as their offensive coordinator. And then now he follows DeBoer from Seattle to Tuscaloosa. And now it looks like Kalen DeBoer is going to be hiring Kane Womack. The former South Alabama head coach is set to take over as defensive coordinator for the Crimson Tide. So that staff is coming into focus, coming together. Now, that's a roster that has been absolutely gutted. So I think if you're just comparing the situations at all of those respective schools, I think Texas and Oregon are the most primed to be competitors in this expanded playoff. And really for the long run, right? Dan Lanning said he's not going anywhere, so they have some stability at the top there. And if Jabbar Muhammad were to commit to Oregon, that would be a phenomenal haul in the transfer portal. And I think until we get out of the spring transfer portal window, we don't really know with any kind of finality what this Oregon roster is ultimately going to look like. But if you watch this Oregon team last year, one thing you knew for sure was that they needed some more help in the secondary. That's not to slight the secondary. I'm not saying that they're bad players by any means, but The product on the field at the end of the day was not good enough in the secondary uh, to get the job done. So what are Dan Lanning and this coaching staff doing? They're going into the high school ranks and the transfer portal ranks to get more players and to try to close the gap and take that defense to the next level under Tosh Lapoy, Dan Lanning, and then, of course, defensive backs coach and co-defensive coordinator Chris Hampton. So the Ducks have got some momentum rolling with these guys in the transfer portal, whether you're talking about Duke defensive back, Brandon Johnson, UTSA cornerback, Cameron Alexander, or Kansas state safety, Kobe Savage. Those are some of those new pieces that are set to join the team in 2024 to help take that secondary to the next level. And just while we're talking about the secondary, I'm hearing some good things about Dakota fields and how he has done in his first couple of weeks. I guess it's, First initial month now with the Ducks. For those of you that don't know, Dakota Fields was a four star cornerback from Gardena, Sarah in Southern California. He was an Adidas All American selection. So, this is the guy who comes to Oregon with a lot of hype, former teammate of uh, Roderick Pleasance, another 2023 DB out of Sarah that the Ducks were able to sign. So, if we're talking about that defensive secondary, the defensive backfield in 2024, don't be surprised if you're hearing some more good things about Dakota Fields. The, early enrollee true freshman in the 2024 class. So Oregon's going to get what looks like the last visit for Jabbar Muhammad. Uh, Like I said, it's supposed to be this upcoming weekend, but with how quickly these transfer portal recruitments move, would not be surprised at all if that ends up getting moved up. And Muhammad did tell me that he plans to make his final commitment after taking visits to all three of those schools. So that's the latest information that I have on Jabbar Muhammad, the highly coveted Washington cornerback transfer. And maybe it's worth mentioning here how important it is that Oregon is getting the last visit. I think in transfer portal recruitments, it's really helpful to get that first visit. Look at an example this past cycle for Oregon, Evan Stewart, the former five-star recruit and Texas A&M wide receiver. They were the first visit, and I think they were the only visit So if you can get a guy on campus before any other school that comes with clear advantages, but when you have a clear cut three team race for a guy like Jabbar Muhammad right now, maybe you look at it this way. You're the last team to get him on campus and you have that final opportunity to make your best impression, your best push. You have the rest of this class to honestly kind of use to strengthen your pitch, right? You look at, Hey, these are the guys that we got and we want you to be a part of it and you can help us take another step forward to getting that first ever national championship. So Jabbar Muhammad is absolutely a guy you got to keep an eye on if you're a fan of Oregon football and the recruiting trail as he is set to get to Eugene this week. And now I have a couple of 2025 recruits that I want to talk about a couple of big updates that I got some probably going to be top priority targets for Oregon in this class. Starting off, if you're on YouTube, you can see the film that I'm putting on the screen with Laverne, California, Bonita linebacker, Noah McHale. I'm talking about Noah McHale because he recently got a visit from Brian Michalowski as well as Oregon defensive coordinator Tosh Lapoy out on the recruiting trail. The Ducks have been attacking the recruiting trail, taking a national approach. Over the past week or so, and we had some uh, some members of the staff out in Southern California recently. So Noah McHale is absolutely going to be one of the biggest names to know for the Ducks here in the twenty twenty five recruiting class. He's really the the face of linebacker recruiting, I think you could say. In California or on the West Coast. Another name you got to mention is San Juan Capistrano, California, J. Sarah Catholic linebacker, Madden uh, Ferraimo. Hopefully, I'm saying that one right. But Noah McHale has just about every offer in the book 35 reported scholarship offers, according to 247 Sports. He's rated a four star, 0.9750, according to the composite, number 49 player, number five linebacker in the country and the number five player in California. So what did Mikhail have to say after getting a visit from Oregon um, this past week? We'll get into that a little bit later, but as of right now, it doesn't sound like he is closing in on a decision, but he is going to be taking some trips. Uh, There's one to keep an eye on this month, this upcoming weekend. It looks like he's going to be getting out to Miami as he hits the road with California power, his seven-on-seven team. They're going to be out at the battle tournament in Miami, and that's a big opportunity for the Hurricanes, obviously, to capitalize on a lot of national talent descending on the Sunshine State. But a couple other schools he wants to get out to is uh, we got Nebraska, Washington, Alabama, maybe USC is involved, Notre Dame, Oklahoma, and then, of course, Oregon. Um, But he wants to get out to see those schools because there's been a lot of coaching movement uh, in this past couple of weeks clearly right and you're seeing how much the coaching movement can really affect recruitments you commit to a guy because you think he's going to be there and then hey you wake up the next morning and maybe that coach is heading off to what he thinks are greener pastures so there's so much to kind of take in now in the era of modern college football recruiting and a lot of people that i've talked to you know recruits these past couple weeks have talked about that just how they're taking some extra time to kind of mull over their decisions and see what is all out there and what kind of stability these respective coaching, these respective programs ultimately have. But um, Mikhail really said it was a big deal that Oregon came out to see him. Um, and let's see, uh, I asked him kind of what stands out about Oregon. And he said there uh, stands out about Oregon and then uh, specifically Tosh LaPoy and, and Brian Michalowski Their development of players is great. They're great teachers. They know how to teach and coach, which is very important at this level. They know how to put it together. They know how to get you to the next level, end quote. And then this is also a guy who was out to Eugene for a visit during last season. So I think that that's uh, just seeing that continued, steadied recruiting interest is going to be something that really pays off for Oregon. Consistency is a huge part of the game, as well as how early you get in on a lot of these top recruits. Mikhail went on to say, quote, they had a great 2023 season, obviously hoping to get out there a few times. I know they're going to be great going into the Big Ten as well. Um, In that interview, which you can read over on ducksdigest.com, he also spoke about his interest in Notre Dame, seeing that the Fighting Irish head coach, Marcus Freeman, was also one of the coaches that came out to see him uh, out in the West Coast in Southern California over the past week or so. So we know that Oregon has really recruited the linebacker position at a high, high level, especially in the 2024 class. I think that you really needed to have some success recruiting that position this past cycle because you didn't take a lot of players in the 2023 class, right? At linebacker, you had Jerry Mixon out of uh, the Bay Area, Sacred Heart Cathedral in 2023, and he was your only high school linebacker signee but the Ducks bounced back in a big way this past cycle, signing guys like Long Beach Poly's Dylan Williams, uh, Yelms, Braden Platt, and then Los Alamitos, California linebacker Kamar Matuti. So I really, really like their linebacker haul from 2024. But it's it's interesting how fast things move in recruiting, right? Because it's you can't get complacent with what you did this past cycle. Oregon's still trying to see what they can do with Gatlin bear and then the transfer portal, but you are full steam ahead on the 2025 class. And now it doesn't matter what you did in 2024. It's what you're going to do in 2025. How are you going to follow up that great performance? If you're looking at a position group, like the defensive line haul that Oregon was able to pull off this past cycle, probably the best in the country. How are you going to match that? How are you going to one up that? That is really what the discussion becomes for Oregon on the recruiting trail. But Noah McHale, huge that the Ducks were able to get him on campus this past season. They went out to go see him, and it looks like he's going to be getting back out to Oregon for another trip in the spring or just in the coming weeks or months. So we definitely have to keep an eye out for that. Keep an eye on him if you're an Oregon football fan. And we'll talk about another big-time 2025 recruit after this.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Welcome back to the Ducks Dish Podcast. I'm your host, Max Torres, coming to you from Long Beach, California on Monday, January 22nd, 2024. Excited to have you guys along for another episode of the podcast. And if you are watching us on YouTube, do me a simple favor. Hit that like button and subscribe to the channel as we are continuing to grow this Oregon football community here on YouTube. And I appreciate you guys tuning in. Another big time guy we got to talk about is 2025 only Maryland, Our Lady, Good Counsel, Safety, Fahim Delane. He is another huge name in the 2025 recruiting class he is ranked by the 247 sports composite as the number 1 safety in the country the number 1 recruit out of Maryland and then number 25 player in the country he's also a composite five star 0.9841 is his official ranking rating I should say and the reason you got to know about Fahim Delane is because he's going to be making his way out to Eugene for his first ever Oregon visit and that's huge being able to make an impression on one of the best players in the country and I think the safety position is super super important I think every year you're looking at the defensive secondary and all the best teams in the country have game changers have playmakers in the backfield and clearly with Fahim Delane you can see he can get it done whether he's covering the pass or making tackles in open field space uh, as he gets a crazy interception there, and he is very, very willing to stick his stick his uh you know get his nose in there on those big plays in the backfield as well. So he's a guy who's going to rack up a lot of TFLs, PBUs, you name it, he can do it. That's why he's the number one safety in the country. So he's going to be getting out to Eugene, and there is plenty of competition for his services. Twenty eight. Reported scholarship offers according to 247 Sports. So, this is going to be a big visitor to keep an eye on for the Ducks. And before we get into more of what I got from my interview with Delane, this is a really important two week stretch on the recruiting trail for Oregon because they're basically holding two junior days. That's basically what I saw on social media with some of the graphics that are being sent out to recruits. That's Saturday, January 27th, and then the following Saturday, February 3rd. So, This is an opportunity for Oregon to capitalize on a lot of recruiting momentum. I'm not saying that I expect them to get some 2025 commitments necessarily, but I also wouldn't be surprised, but it's really about laying that solid foundation for the 2025 class. One that they've already laid really, really well. That's one of the big differences that I think I've seen between Dan Landing and Mario Cristobal during their times at Oregon. This isn't to say that Cristobal wasn't a good recruiter because that's far from the case, but What Lanning has done that I really don't think Cristobal did a whole lot was have a really, really solid recruiting class of the current cycle. So this is 2024, but also get guys and push ahead for guys in that following cycle. And that's why Oregon already has five verbal commitments in the 2025 class headlined by Florida wide receiver Dallas Wilson. So there's already a really strong foundation in place for these 2025 guys A lot of these guys that you're going to be seeing come through Eugene in the next couple of weeks have already been to Eugene before. Obviously, Delane is is one of those exceptions, but the Ducks have done a really good job of hosting some huge names on campus uh, before these coming weeks. But let's get into a little bit more about Fahim Delane and and what he kind of had to say about the latest in his recruitment. This was an interesting one that I want to make sure I hit on in today's show. I asked Fahim Delane kind of where he was at with his recruiting process, and he was very quick to kind of point to all the coaching changes that we've seen this offseason. And he said, quote, with all the coaching changes, I really got to reevaluate everything because there's really only a few coaches who are really going to be there for the time I'm there. Probably Coach Lanning, Coach Kirby, Kirby Smart, Coach Sark, Coach Day maybe. So just the few schools that can really probably, the coach is going to be there when I'm there. That's a big thing for me. Everything is reshuffled for the most part. And then I went on to ask Delane about kind of what stood out about Oregon and and what he thinks about the direction of the program, why he wants to get out to Eugene. He said, Coach Lanning. He used to coach at Georgia, so he knows what good football looks like. This past season, they really were one game away from being in the playoff, beating Washington, and Washington was a national championship contender. So that really shows you how close they are. And that was an interesting answer because I think a lot of people, a lot of fans, everyone, those Twitter warriors, right? Keyboard warriors. They want to just knock on Oregon because they haven't gotten the job done and won it all. But I think that even though they came up short in the 2023 season, recruits still view that as a very successful year. They see all of the talent coming to Eugene. They see all of the the great coaches at Oregon, they see somebody like a Chris Hampton being promoted from within to deal with a coaching departure like a Demetrius Martin to Michigan State. And I think that all factors into how hot Oregon is right now as a program, as a program, excuse me. And speaking of how hot they are, you should look at my latest episode of the podcast. Give it a view. Give it a listen where I talked about how good of an offseason Oregon is having because it is because it is certainly among the best in the entire sport, and this was another interesting quote that I got from Delane talking about um, talking about why Oregon is standing out and what stands out the most about them. And he had to say, "quote I would say the head coach, of course, Coach Landing. You know, it was a big thing. Everybody said he was going to Bama. Everybody said this. He posted that big thing that he was staying at Oregon. That just shows you how much he loves Oregon." and it's his future there. So a lot of people, myself included, got pretty fired up when Dan Lanning dropped that video that was reaffirming his commitment to stay at Oregon following Nick Saban's retirement. And then what did he do in just dramatic fashion? He turned it into a recruiting pitch. If you're worried, um, he turned it into a recruiting pitch saying, if you're worried about your head coach leaving, then come play for us uh, because the Ducks aren't going anywhere, and I'm staying. So that was huge. We're seeing a rec- This is the first time I've had a recruit really talk about that video in, in one of my uh, interviews. So I thought that was a super interesting thing to point out. And then you also have some strong ties to both the coaching staff and the players for uh, Fahim Delane. He was talking uh, about how he talks to Coach Hampton a lot. Uh, he talked to Coach Lanning on FaceTime just a couple of days before I interviewed him, him. So he's excited for his visit up there. And then here's a connection with a... Uh, current or I guess former player quote I train with Kyrie Jackson he's from Maryland so he tells me everything about Oregon he just tells me great things about Oregon and I train with him so we talk about it all the time so now we're seeing a guy that's probably heading to the NFL maybe doing a little bit of peer recruiting for the Ducks uh, here in the uh, 2025 class and This is an interesting little note here. Oregon doesn't have a defensive commit in the 2025 class just yet. I think I said that they had five commitments, but they only have four right now. You got Dallas Wilson, a wide receiver, Achilles Smith Jr., a quarterback, Adrian Wilson, another receiver, and then Chavez Thompson, an interior offensive lineman. So if you're looking for some real heavy hitters in this recruiting class, I think Fahim Delane is absolutely one of them. Uh, I said it last cycle when the Ducks got guys like Ifio Badeguu, uh, out of Baltimore, Maryland, and then Dejon Riggs out of Washington, DC. Oregon is going to continue to put a big priority on the DMV, on that area of the country, because there is so much talent. And when you are a program that is located in Eugene, Oregon, you have to recruit nationally. There is just no other way to go about it. And that is certainly what the Ducks are doing. So Make sure you go read those latest interviews. Fahim Delane, Noah McHale over on Ducks Digest. They are free reads, so make sure you check that one out. Last note to hit on here before we uh, end the show, I talked about how it's going to be a pair of junior days for the Ducks over these next couple of weeks. I think another interesting note is that a lot of these guys that are going to be visiting, the coaching staff has made it a point to go see them on the road prior to their visit. So it's almost like you're double dipping a little bit, right? You're double dipping because you go out to see them. And then, hey, the next week, next couple of days, bam, they're coming to see you uh, at your home spot in Eugene, where you can market Autzen Stadium. You can market uh, all the success that Oregon's had and just the momentum that they have going into their first season in the Big Ten. I think that's another thing that is going to come around and really help just supercharge dan lanning's recruiting efforts here in the 2025 class in the transfer portal and beyond the ducks are doing a lot of big stuff on the recruiting trail and i'm here for it i want to cover all of it so that you guys can uh really just see the story behind it and watch how dan lanning is trying to take this oregon football team to the next level but That'll do it for another episode, you guys. Make sure you lock in with me on social media. I'm at Sports on Twitter and Instagram, that name right there on your screen. Subscribe to my YouTube channel at OregonFootballMaxTaurus, and then read all my written work over on ducksdigest.com. But thank you guys for taking some time out of your day to talk some duck football with me for some recruiting talk, and we'll see you in the next episode of the Duck's Dish Podcast.